This is Anish Chaudhry, founder of Soul Physio Lifestyle. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got Anish Chandri, the founder of the Soul Physio Lifestyle. We talk about how fear is an invitation to learn, grow, and tackle something head on. We get into a common theme on this show of getting uncomfortable, and he opens up about his own addictions and how he's built his nonprofit for purpose way of life. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the owner and founder of the Soul Physio Lifestyle, Anish Chandri. Anish, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for having me, Brandon. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Hey, before we really dive into it, I always like to start out, if someone really feel like they jam with you and they want to reach out to you, where's the best place that they can find you on social or just personally to reach out to you after this? So my Instagram handle is Soul Physio Lifestyle, as well as my website, soulphysiolifestyle.com. Also, feel free to connect to my personal profile, both on LinkedIn and Facebook, and shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to chat. Yeah, really easy to connect with and have a conversation. So he's he's letting you know where to find him. Go check him out. All right. So the availability to learn and have access to different people has really changed over the last five, 10 years. You've built the soul physio lifestyle. Tell us the reason behind what you've built and how you've changed your format or style since the beginning of, of your company. Yeah, so Soul Physio Lifestyle has really evolved almost in, in tandem with how I've evolved as a person through the course of my life. I mean, Soul Physio started as Soul Physio Training back in 2013 when I was in the middle of my undergrad, just going to people's houses, training them in home, teaching them private yoga, and it was more just a hobby. And I was going and doing my bachelor's in neuropsychology, which really came a lot from my own personal struggles because I dealt with pretty significant mental illness throughout my younger years ranging from anxiety, depression, bipolar, substance abuse. I mean, I had all different doctors and therapists telling me different things. I was in and out of different rehab programs. And, you know, that really is what led me to becoming curious about the brain and dedicating my life to studying the brain and to where what, like I mentioned, was once just teaching people how to get fit in their homes and at, you know, various gyms around town has now birthed into a full health coaching, well, not even just health coaching, a full integrative healthcare network where we have two clinics in Southern California and I have a full medical staff working under me. So it's pretty amazing how the journey has kind of brought me to where I'm at today. Wow. That's, that's a mouthful. I mean, like, I know there's a lot more to go into what you just said right there and to really grasp. So I hope we get to learn a little bit more and, uh, you know, I appreciate you sharing that with us. So, you know, we have more ways to take in information. Than, than ever before. And it can be confusing. Some people look for a mentor. Uh, others look for an accountability buddy, a mastermind, a coach. You know, other people take online courses. So there's obviously a lot of ways to learn. 
who are you currently learning from and how did you find them? So that's a great question. One of my current mentors that I just started working with towards the end of March was, and you know, you mentioned you had him on your podcast, was Mr. Greg Reed. And he is just a dynamo of a human being. And I absolutely admire and look up to everything he's accomplished. And we met through uh, his event, Secret Knock. And, and now I'm currently a member of his Secret Knock Society, which is the mastermind group he's putting on. And then he's also doing a Wake Up and Crush It mastermind at his personal estate in Carlsbad, California, coming up in a couple weeks. So I'm actually going to be spending a few days with him in person. I'm super excited about that because he's really taught you that anything, anything is possible. Like if you can conceive it, then that means you can achieve it. And I'm pretty sure those are words that he said and not me. <laughs> Tell us more. What, what is it that really drew you to, um, well, the mastermind, you, 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 obviously it's called the mastermind effect. And you, you mentioned that what drew you to Greg and when you found him? A lot of it has to do with just his charisma, his passion, his enthusiasm. Because I remember the first time I went to go see him speak was in 2017 at just a local talk he was doing for one of the many books he's released. And you know, he's really the modern day Napoleon Hill. And, and the book Think and Grow Rich really resonated with me on a deep level. So the fact that Napoleon Hill is no longer with us, I look at Greg Reed as his, you know, almost as his protege and his present day interpretation of, of what that message is and then really being able to connect myself into that think and grow rich model and not just you know read the book and try to practice it myself but truly surround myself with those that are practicing it and have already reaped the results and are continuing to reap the results on a daily basis nice nice yeah no that's it, seeing results and and then surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that they 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 see it they believe it they they go achieve it i think it's really integral you know especially you know because today a lot of people they're getting stuck and and they don't know how to execute what's in their head you're kind of an expert in that area i think working on it <laughs> i found that there's a lot of ways to get unstuck but sometimes i have no idea how to get out of my own way mm. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to execute a new idea? I think that one thing that holds, not I think I know one thing that holds so many of us back, including myself, and it really has to do with the fact our brains are just wired this way, but it, has to, it all has to do with fear. And everyone, you know, if they experience fear, they, they use it as a reason to not do something because the fear can be so overwhelming. But what I've learned like from Greg and even myself and a lot of the people that are now in my circle present day is that fear is an invitation to learn, to grow and to really tackle something head on. So today when I, a fear comes up, I ask myself, why am I experiencing that? Learn more about it and then put together a plan to overcome it because I know there is going to inevitably be growth because I'm going to be uncomfortable through that process. And with discomfort comes growth. And then with growth, typically comes results because that's when, when I put myself out there and I'm not afraid to do something, it's one of those things where you just go through with it no matter what, knowing that even if things don't go according to plan and say perhaps don't work out like with a business idea, you learn from it and then can therefore one, share your experience with others and two, you know what not to do next time. Wow. So, so if you wouldn't mind, walk it. So like you said that you, you know that fear's coming, embrace it you know, as, because comfort kills, as I like to say, but what does that plan look like? How do you really map that out and say, these are the steps that I'm going to do to get through this fear and overcome it because it's inevitably going to happen. 
I think the biggest thing to do to start is to basically get to a point where you are acknowledging the fear and you have a basic awareness of what it is. Talk to somebody about it because I think verbalizing it can then help to dehumanize it quite a bit and, and to where that way you can then start to spread awareness around what are some of the underlying causes of that fear. And then once you're able to identify those underlying causes, then you're able to start to address the root cause of that fear because chances are the root causes of that fear are manifesting as fear across different areas and in bigger cases, perhaps even holding you back. And that, that's really where you start to dig into the subconscious mind and start to address a lot of those beliefs that are hanging out below the surface that are then stopping you from accomplishing so much, so many of your dreams. Cause like they say that only 10% of the mind is conscious like what you actually experienced in the waking mind, the other 90% is subconscious. Meaning that if you're always spending the time in that 10% trying to figure out why without going like peeling back the layers, you're it's, it's enough. It's a recipe to drive yourself crazy. I mean, that's just, I've been there so many times. Wow. Wow. I had, I hadn't heard it quite that way before, but thank you. That's uh, that's interesting to really look, <laughs> stop f- focusing on the 10% and realize there's 90% that could really, trip you up a little bit there. So, right. you know, when people are, when, when they look to invest in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what they're going to get. Um, we're able to have some form of expectation of the type of people that we're going to surround ourselves with and, you know, maybe what the outcome is supposed to be. So what should people expect when they enter Anisha's reality? Hmm. That's an interesting question. When they step into my reality, they realize that, you know, when I say something and I, and that means I'm going to do it because I know today that, that words and communication is a very valuable currency. You know, we talk about money, 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 like all the emphasis is on money, but I think an even bigger type of currency that I pride myself on. And that's what's opened up doors and, and, you know, taken what may conventionally take 10 to 20 to 30 years I've been able to shorten that down in one to two years through networking and through relationships because learning to truly connect with people and communicate and be real and not just like, you know, put on a show, but truly be who you are. And that's like the one word that's coming to mind is authenticity because those that I surround myself with in my circle today, they are who they say they are and they come through when they say they're going to come through. So when you have that level of just community around you and authenticity, you know you can show up exactly how you are. And even on bad days, you're still going to get nothing but love from those that are around you. And that is a powerful place to be because I think a lot of where society is today and where I know I've experienced is that we feel we have to show up and be a certain way. And now we have to like almost put on a face, especially if we're, you know, corporate America. You know, we can't like mental health and showing up and expressing emotions in the workplace is takes a back seat to hit your numbers, reach out to clients, like, you know, all these kind of performance driven metrics to where we've actually been forced to put health and wellness on the back burner. And in my world, it's quite the opposite where we take care of ourselves first and then we reap the results as a benefit of staying true to ourselves and staying true to what we believe in. Yeah. You know, if you think about it in, the, in a land of broken promises, surrounding yourself with people that are going to be there and be there in the way that they said they will is unbelievably important to the human Mm -hmm. psyche and the human soul. And uh, you are the five people that you 
primarily surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So why not surround yourself with the five strongest people possible to be the best version of yourself? Because then you can pay that forward. Right. And I know for me, when I was in high school, the people I surrounded myself with, I just wanted to be popular. You know, I wanted to be accepted by my peers. I wanted to be seen with, you know, the, the really, really hot cheerleader of the football team, you know, like that, that's what I put more time and energy into. So I hung out with the quote unquote popular kids. And as a result, those were the ones that were drinking, smoking, partying, not really thinking about their future. When, you know, we made fun of the nerds. It's like that, that kind of backwards dynamic when they're the ones that are, you know, they're, they're the ones that are chasing their dreams early on in life. And I know for me, where that resulted was, like you said, surrounding myself with those five people. Those five people may be cool at school, but then after school, they're just sitting and smoking joints. Like, that's it. And then that's where I found myself, you know, just sitting and smoking, drinking, and not really doing much productive with my life. And then learning that, like, having to go through that experience showed me, like I said earlier, what I did not want. Because I experienced the flip side of the coin as to how, you know, we really are a byproduct of our environment. And then learning from that, taking a step back and then surrounding myself with people that are ahead of me that have, you know, ahead of me in the sense that like, you know, maybe career wise, have been entrepreneurs for 20 to 30 years, built multiple billion dollars, not, maybe not billion, but like multi-million dollar businesses. Some of them have built billion dollar businesses, but really then doing it now, like they've done that, they realize there's more to life and now they're focused on giving back. They're focused on making a difference because they realize that money's not everything. And, and, you know, I'm big into philanthropy myself and, and being of service and giving back to the community. So being around with other people that have carried that same energy, it really, really just helps to amplify my efforts. Because then if I have a question, I can pick up the phone and call them and be like, hey, what do you think? And then they tell me exactly what they think. If it's a crappy idea, they're going to be like, dude, like that. I tried that. It, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know? And being able to have that level of honesty is super important. Yeah. Living a life of purpose and creating a company for purpose really is the way, you know, how it's, it's just things are moving towards. When you look at all these corporations out there that are really succeeding, they are, they're creating something for purpose because they want to feel purpose in themselves. Right. You know, let's, let's talk about, you know, just people in general that, that have come through your program, through your mentorship, through, through your company. And I have a feeling that people have a way of surprising us. And, you know, whether it's due to their drive or the willingness to learn mm -hmm. the rooms you've put together, you know, I'm guessing you kind of hand select, you pick the people that like you're going to be around or are going to work through you. Has anyone that has been to an event, uh, whether it's a mastermind, it's a group coaching, you know, whatever it is that you're creating, have they surprised you with the, what they've been able to accomplish and, and what was the outcome because of that room you put together? You know, I think that a lot of the people that we work with that are successful, you know, because there's not everyone successful that goes through the program. I'd be lying if I said that, like, you know, there are people out there that say, oh, my program is the best. And if you go through it, it's going to change your life. But the truth is, is we lay out the roadmap and ultimately it's up to you to put in the work. You know, we're going to be there to show you and guide you along the path and help you to address those barriers. But the biggest thing that I can say that the people take away from working with us is the fact that they ultimately are then dedicated to a new lifestyle. Hence the name soul physio lifestyle, because it's, it's understandable that it's not just like you work on the six month program and then you go back to doing what you're doing before. It's like, no, you scrap the identity of who you thought you were and you rebuild yourself 
but not rebuild yourself based on who we tell you to be. It's based on who you want to be. And when you give somebody that level of empowerment to where you lay out like, okay, who do you want to be? Say if you could strip away all the different barriers in society, money wasn't a thing, who is your ideal self? And then you look and then like do some reverse engineering saying, okay, if I want to be here five years from now, what do I need to do today, tomorrow, next week, next month? That way you can then put together a very specific roadmap and, you know, things change along the way. So you got to be flexible and understand, but then like, that's where we come in from a health and wellness perspective. And like I said, as opposed to wanting to like be that person five years from now to like maintain a certain image. You want to be that person five years from now based on a place of happiness, peace, contentment, and true joy. Because the difference between happiness and joy is that happiness from society's perspective is like based upon a certain destination and joy and contentment stem from where you're at in this present moment and ultimately being at peace with where you are, no matter the level of adversity, knowing that there is indeed a solution, but the solution doesn't have to come right this second. Wow. I mean, that's, that's deep when you really think about that mm-hmm. and, and you've spent time and, and realizing that and the re- reverse engineering thing, it, it's really interesting. It's like, okay, this is who I want to be. This is what I want to be. This is what I want to build okay, I've got to start living that life today to be able to get there. And it was to have that happiness and joy based off of what I want, not what society wants. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Let's, let's kind of go into you know, some of those things. And I was talking with a coach recently and we were talking about success mm-hmm. and, and what it takes to be successful. And it was, there was mentorship, willingness mm-hmm. to fail, uh, experimentation, partnerships. And you know, really we came back to the word willingness to succeed and someone's willingness to succeed with the sensitivity of social media out there. I feel we're actually afraid to be successful and talk about it. What do you feel it takes to be willing to get over that hump, over that mental hump and fear of being successful? Well, I think you brought up a good point about social media and I definitely want to chime in on that because I know social media, like Instagram, for example, and why I'm just not a huge fan of the platform is because you have a bunch of what they call Insta gurus, which pretend to be experts in their field. And you know, they're like, oh, they have stacks of money in their hand. They got a Lamborghini in the background. They may have a model over there in the corner. Look at my lifestyle. I'm 19 years old and I'm making $500,000 a month from e-commerce or something like that. You know, it's something that sounds so off the wall. And then it's all these visually appealing things to where then like, once again, it's reinforcing that, that notion in society that success looks like flashy cars, attractive women, mansions, and traveling overseas when that's, it's such a facade, like it really is. And that's why, you know, we can't base what success looks like off social media because what your goals may be are going to be different than my goals. And success is not, it's not going to be the same for two people. That's like one thing I want to say is that you know, success is going to look different for me as it is going to be for you. And that's where we have to be clear on like the fact that true success stems from within because, you know, there's people that can have a hundred billion dollars and still not be happy and still not be successful in their eyes. When we look at them and be like, oh my God, it's a hundred billion dollars. Like I want to be them. But the truth is, is that we probably don't because we don't know what's be happening behind the scenes. 
And so my point being is that when you mentioned the willingness to succeed, I think that begins with accepting who you are as a person. You have to have a willingness to accept who you are. And then after you accept who you are, then be willing to actually give yourself a chance at pursuing your dreams and not just, you know, sitting back and living your life by other people's standards. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you can, you can put lipstick on a pig, but at the end of the day, it's still a pig. And I'm, I'm correlating that to like maybe what you see on social media, you know, right? how long is it sustainable to put up that facade and sit there and show what one person's definition of success is completely different than someone else's. Like it really is at the end of the day, if you were to ask yourself 10 years ago, what was success to you then, would it be the same thing as you see it today? It wouldn't because where I was at 10 years ago was I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was smoking pot every day and I was 17 years old. I had, I, in my mind, I, I was questioning whether or not I even had a reason to live. And, you know, it sounds very, very dark, but that's the truth of where I was at. And then as time progressed, like, you know, we can say five years ago, because I was at least in college working towards something, my goal, I, and I envisioned this in my forties was to have a wellness clinic. I was like, you know, I want to, I want to have a wellness clinic and I'm 27 and I have two of them within a year of business. Like that goes to show that like by setting that intention, you can work towards it. But like, because of the fact that I dedicated my energy and like my sole purpose of like healing myself and putting myself above everything else, your dreams are going to come true way sooner than you think. And like, that just goes to show for me, like I wanted one wellness clinic as being like my end all be all. And I have two at the age of 27 and I can't, I can't fathom where the ceiling is going to be because of the fact that I put myself first and I put my clients first and knowing that the money will come as a result of wanting to do good and living from a heart centered place. But versus if I was going out there for the money, it would then just be chasing something that you're never going to get enough of. Money comes and goes. So to me, money is, it can either be used for creation or destruction. And today I use it to create joy and happiness and use that to educate other people in their lives. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. As, you know, we've, I've got a few more questions before we wrap everything up on there. And again, I just appreciate everything you're being open and honest and sharing with us, but you know, you mentioned the word ceiling. So I'd like to go into, you know, like it, there's always new ideas brewing out there in times of prosperity. Mm-hmm. I believe that real innovation and ingenuity comes out of times when we feel the squeeze and we're really, the world is feeling that squeeze right now. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that really excites you? A nonprofit organization that I started the soul physio foundation and we're going to be up and, and live beginning fundraising actually next week. And what we're going to be doing with that is to, to help combat children with mental and neurological disorders working very heavily with autism and inner city families, being able to to fund treatments for them, create programs for the educational system, all around brain health and teaching people a lot of what I talked about. So really, really getting down into the nuts and bolts of how to build a healthier brain in order to create and manifest the life that you want through the process of using practical tools like yoga, meditation, diet, exercise, like, you know, the things I talk about are all based on a foundation of things that we already know are good for us. It's just reframing our perception around doing those things. And I believe what could have prevented me 
going through what I went through is if I was educated about mental health, about the brain, about all these things like early on in school, as opposed to like, you know, science, history, math, like all those things are cool. But what's really cool is like learning about how to take care of myself. And if that, that if we have that sort of emphasis on children, I mean, because the fact, the truth is, is that obesity is on the rise. Autism is rising significantly. Depression, anxiety. Like why should an eight-year-old feel depressed? That should be the happiest time of their life. It's like they're just, it's, it's so much of like why I'm putting and wanting to give back and raise money to help the education system is because I feel that there are so many, not only kids suffering, but parents too, because the parents just don't even know what to do. So the approach that we're taking is to educate the parents, the students, and the faculty. That way, ultimately, it can then set an example for the children at all levels. And that's really what gets me most excited when I wake up out of bed every morning. Wow. That's a lot there. And then, and, and you've just been kind of getting ready to get this up and running and, and it's, it's around the corner. I mean, like you, you saw it, you envisioned it, you put it out there and now it's becoming a reality. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a really, you know, we, we keep coming back to that same theme right there is, you know, if you can dream it, it can become a reality and that's what that is. And it's a, obviously it's really important to you because of what you went through. So let's leave it at this. Give us a, a tip, a trick, a mental exercise that you've learned that you can think someone out there could, if they implemented it in the next 30 days, three days, whatever it is, once they hear this can help them move forward. It's a great question and a very powerful point because what I talk about as being the foundation of everything that I mentioned to kind of lead to all these higher level concepts that we talked about, it's all through learning to control the breath. Because you think about out of all the things that we can control in the world, there's only one thing that I myself have complete control over every single second, every moment of every day, and that's my breath. And so when we tune into our breath, it lets us know our state of being. Because when you get stressed out, you notice your breath gets shallow, you know, you start to feel your heart pound, your palms may get sweaty. That's a sign of stress. And, and when people get in that state, they don't know how to get out of that state. The truth is, is through deep breathing and the practice of mindfulness. And so I encourage everybody who's listening to this, that there's one thing you can take away from everything I said, like I mentioned, all these higher level kind of bigger concepts. It all stems from learning to control the breath through the practice of meditation and mindfulness So just give yourself five minutes a day in a quiet room, sitting in a comfortable position, you know, with your spine upright, close your eyes and just allow yourself to breathe and just notice where you're at. It's amazing what like just the level of like what your mind is going to tell you and then take another five minutes after that experience, just simply jot down what that experience was like, whether it's a couple sentences, 10 pages, just allow yourself to flow and like just let loose and not have to be so intense because I think that's really just a a nice escape and a nice break from all the, the the hustles and bustles of daily life. So that's my big takeaway. Wow. Yeah. And so I need to implement one of the other pieces you just said right there, which is write, write it down afterwards, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, emotions. I've used the Apple watch to tell me when to breathe and I'll Mm -hmm. be on calls and people be like, what are you doing? 
um, you know, on a zoom business call and I'll just like, if it tells me to start breathing, I just like stop everything I'm doing and I just start breathing. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, I can tell you it's a helpful thing, but maybe I need to look at it from a five minute standpoint as opposed to a 60 second standpoint. So, um, Mm -hmm. Anish, uh, thank you so much for enlightening us, spending your time with us today. If you want to reach out to him, his information will be below. I highly recommend it. I love what we talked about today. We've got Anish Chandri, the founder of the Soul Physio Lifestyle. Anish, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. It's been awesome. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.